when the, the fog is creeping and the moon is low. When the town is sleeping, God light starts to glow. That's when she rises for her midnight lunch. Naughty kids are prizes for her teeth to crunch. But if you obey me and obey the rules, you're safe from Bokoro, she'll just eat the fools. Stay and when it's night, don't go out in the dark. Her claws will rend you well about on a lark. From dawn until dusk is a safe time to play. Finish chores before twilight is the time of decay. And if the fog reaches our proud little town, the Rose Guard can save you a second time round. Hello, everyone. Did you like that? If you have read the first couple pages of the Absolution, Absolution, Abomination Vaults, there's this really, really cool and very creepy nursery rhyme, which we decided to add a couple verses to because Paizo posted on Twitter that, hey, what would your party add to this verse? So we went ahead and some wonderful voice acting from Samantha Curl's children you can hear there and you will hear much more of them as we have several copies of that getting creepier each episode. Hello, I am GM Jeff Ball and welcome to episode zero of Rollmongers Podcasting Network, DiceWise Entertainment presents the Abomination Vaults. This is an adventure path for Pathfinder 2nd edition, starting at level one. It is three books long. It's a short AP, only takes them up to 10th level, but of course that leaves a lot of room for us to dabble. I've noticed that this is a classic dungeon crawl. There is a lot of story here, but there is a lot of rooms. Kick open the door and see what you can find, smell here, and whack. Also, I've noticed the writing is geared towards new GMs for second edition, because without my guy, Joe Gibson, being my rules lawyer tonight, and a brand new cast, we have, returning from his cameos in... Book three, season three of Star Wars Dawn of Defiance, one of other podcasts called We Shot First. Mr. Corey Shazon will be joining us. My wife, Cheryl Ball, COO of Dicewise Entertainment, author of the Amazon book Evening Star and our daughter, Samantha Curl. And we have a couple of co-workers of mine that aren't really interesting people. No, there's, the, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, of course, of course they are, of course they are. We have a guy that's played every Baldur's Gate game front to back and then some Mr. Matt Spiegler. And we have former Lakefield game store owner, Troy Phillips. Brand new cast. These guys have not worked together. These guys have not played in a long, long time, except for some cameos. And none of us have really touched much of second edition Pathfinder. Now, yes, I've been running a campaign for a year, but I got to tell you, without a lot of help from my other cast members about how their classes work or whatever, all I know is monsters and basic stuff. So we're all going to learn together. Now, we're going to be live streaming this every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. EST for about two hours every Tuesday night. And there will be bonus things that you might catch in the stream that you won't get in the polished finished recording, as well as you might find things added in our YouTube channel of the video version of this recording or possibly in the podcast. Now, I'm not saying you have to listen to every episode three times, but we have a little something for each segregated audience to enjoy to make them feel special. So 
Diving right in, I am going to take you to the wonderful little marble, which is Galorian. And the year is 4721. Pathfinder 2nd Edition has begun. It's a full year in. And in the center of the world, a sort of Mediterranean Sea, the inner sea it is called, we have the island of Kortos, where the great water deep, oh, sorry, wrong campaign, the wonderful giant city of Absalon appears on the south eastern coast, home of the Pathfinder Society. Well, sure, there's lodges all over the world, but it's where it all started. But if you go west just a wee bit, you will find a very interesting little logging town called Otari, which has a interesting history three times over. We're talking about a town that rose from a dungeon by adventurers that conquered it and then named it after one of their fallen. We're talking about a town that fell and then rose with monsters, obviously looking after it and then fell again. And now making it a logging town, we're going to introduce you to the Otari Gazetteer. It is docked port, little community on the inner sea, north of Gurundi and Osirian. As the scene pulls down to a ship departing. A young gnome bard who goes by the name of Jargon Whitmore is checking his books and his notes. He has researched Absalon, he has researched Otari, and he's decided to write, I wouldn't call it a thesis, but to try to write something that fills in the pages in the Chronicles of the Pathfinder Society that might be missing. He has started a few pages and a few notes, and as he's working on his masterpiece, he's decided to interview several members of the townsfolk, both NPC and PC alike. Reading to himself as he walks towards Otari on the dark, tipping the part end of his quill and bending his extra long eyebrow, both sort of entering the corner of his mouth and chewing on one end and then the other, he mutters to himself, hmm, Otari Gazetteer. Otari is a thriving, diverse lumber town and trade port with stories past and its fair share of hmm, sinister secrets. Well, that's good. Founded by a group of adventurers over 400 years ago, keep that, the town has wrenched, no, weathered attacks from kobolds, strange monsters, and economic woes and windfalls and cycles of prosperity and no i used woe already strife yeah let's see looking around peering at surroundings hmm today the town is prosperous a prosperous community and one of the largest settlements along the island's southern coast it is nestled in a coastal valley between two rather looming cliffs the Osprey River flows into the sea through the middle of this valley, and the sturdy stone on either side of this river supports hundreds of buildings. Ah, hundreds is enough. And a rather turns around looking past him, tosses something in the river, watches it descend. Rather deep harbor. Checking the shoreline. 
and some information that he's already gleaned from Absalon. Otari rarely floods, but the numerous caves, warrens, and channels dug beneath the town do so regularly. The scene progresses, and as he wanders through town several hours later, speaking with friend and newcomer, like he does find the town to be rather welcoming to outsiders and adventurers. And happily, I would have to say, this town is not racist. No, I can't put that on paper. Um, welcoming to all ilks of life, whether religion, vocation, and appearance. Appearance. Yes, that'll do. Now, let's see. Through day-to-day -day life, no, although day-to-day -day life in Otari resembles that of a small town, its skyline stands out due to the enormous wheelhouse on its eastern edge. The ingenious and enormous flume that brings lumber down the cliffside for easy transportation and a stunning, stunning boomed temple to Sarenray to the west that I believe also, side note, may serve as public library and archive. Note to self, check archive. The town's location is near a major highway and its long history as a home to various adventuring parties draw many visitors. Lively trade passing through usually means wares and even magical items are too difficult to find. Oh, uh, where are my notes? Oh, yes. Uh, Absalon, do laundry. Ah, right. Fact checking. Just over 1,200 people live in Otari around seasons. While most of its residents are human... And then he turns and sees a very peculiar-looking dwarf. As far as dwarves go. He watches this dwarf for a moment. His unusual garb. He doesn't look like a native. And yet, he seems, well, rather outgoing. Slowly panning, watching the dwarf greet one person, warmly glad and another, and at least generally make himself known to each passerby for about 10 minutes and then realizing he's gotten distracted the gnome goes back to his notes some dwarves suddenly his shoulder gets pushed forward and a young elven woman goes breezing past him apologizes for not gauging the size of her package tucked under her arm the courier runs up the dock it must have coming off of a second craft that's pulled up to the dock after he left the first one. Elves! And other ancestries also live here. I'll look into it later. However, the majority of its residents work in the local fishing and lumber industries. For the most part, people in Oteri are friendly. Hello, good morning. Oh, no, no. No, ma'am, I'm, I'm not with the tax bureau, no. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that your crops failed. And no, I'm sure. No, man, I, I'm not with the society yet. Uh, y yes, good day. To, uh, friendly and welcoming. Though they prefer its small town feel and make lighthearted fun of visitors from big cities from last visit. 
Coffee is a mainstay. Note to self, one of the main reasons I'm here. <sighs> and a favorite drink among its hardworking and early rising town folk. Oh, fact-checking, fact-checking. Ah, Osif Menheims, a descendant of one of Otari's founders, has served multiple terms as the town's elected mayor thanks to his easygoing efficiency. Quote from the barber, the butcher, the candlestick maker, the baker, and the townspeople's general deference to tradition. So he was the mayor before, and that's it? Hmm. It's interesting tradition. Eh. Oh, yes, he also runs one of the town's main lumber companies, making him wealthy as well as influential. Well, I have to have an interview. Hello, welcome to episode zero. My name is GM Jeff Ball. I would like to introduce you to our cast. We will get a little bit more into their appearance and exactly what they're playing, but let's focus on the player before we focus on the character. As mentioned before, okay, quick spoiler, a certain monk walked by. I'm pretty sure he's played by Mr. Corey Shazon. An old high school chum, gaming buddy from our Robotech days. Please welcome Corey Shazon to the cast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Corey, besides me uh, like cornering you in uh, a market square and, and asking you to join because of your gregarious personality, your awesome voice, and your steadfast tradition to, you know, gamers never die... Um, how long has it been for you since you've actually like, I don't mean like work for us, but like gamed around a private table with friends, family. Wow. It's been a long time. So let's see. Uh, it's probably 19 the last time I did it and, uh, I turned 48 yesterday. So let's see, 19, 29, 39, 49, that makes 29 <laughs> years. So it's been a long time. Okay. That's making me feel old. I know. Let's move on to someone much prettier and younger than me and us. <laughs> what, do what do you mean prettier? I'm not pretty? Come on now. Oh, you're plenty pretty. Aww. Um, I usually tell a great story, one of my favorite stories, about a 16-year-old girl that played with mom and dad for the first time and was stuck in a situation that the rogue was handling and a trap went off, a gas trap. And because she had used a water-breathing potion to get down into this dungeon, turned to the DM and said, uh, do I have my water skin on me still? Yes. Oh, I just breathe it like an oxygen tank because the potion's still working, right? I don't want to breathe the gas. And mommy and daddy were so proud. I think it was like the first and last time game time she played with us for like for like years, please welcome Samantha Curl to the cast. Hello, everybody. How long has it been since you gamed? Like 17 years. <laughs> Not my fault. That's because that's what you get for moving out way like way out to Calgary. But I do try to play with my kids. Well, now that your career, kids and new book is, are all doing relatively well. I remember being in touch with you and saying, hey, you know, you buy the mic, we'll give you your shot. And you've done a couple cameos for us in a couple of our shows, and there was much nodding and applause, and now here you are, one of our newest cast members. Speaking of pretty, Mr. 
Troy Phillips is with us, uh, a co-worker that I was just astounded to find that he actually owned and previously ran a gaming shop in the next city over and just went, dude, you, you got a game with us. You know, you want to audition? You want to audition? I bugged this man for about three months of my new career at a certain company <laughs> until he finally gave in, got himself a microphone. Please welcome Troy Phillips. Hello, everyone. Looking forward to having a good time tonight and the future. In the future. Now, you actually have some 5th edition knowledge. I have some 5th edition knowledge. I've watched a lot of shows on it, and I've uh, GM'd a couple of games as well. Now, they say Pathfinder 2nd Edition is more like 5th edition than the 1st edition Pathfinder. But comparing 1st to 2nd, it's like both of us have to unlearn everything we know, and you can't make assumptions. Now, we will make assumptions. And uh, from gaming and, and playtesting with Troy, he and I are the first ones to kind of go, well, uh, it's like this and the other rules. We'll just use this for now. But we are, you know, and you will hear us doing that. But if you leave comments in Twitch, in Twitter, on YouTube, if you email us at rollmongers.com, as you'll see on our YouTube channel, the Roll po Rollmongers Podcasting Network, on our Age of Ashes, we invite rules lawyers to, to throw down and go, oh, hey, you know, by the way, uh, you're conferring this, blah, 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 blah. We have all kinds of lovely comments, and we love to see it and hear it, have you guys interact with us. We, you know, I'd like you to do it nicely. Um, and we'll try real hard to remember said rules for the next time we play, you know, moving forward. So have at it. Next on our list, we have another co-worker, Mr. Matt Spiegler. And I, How's it going, everybody? I, I, I dug into this guy because I found out he was a Baldur's Gate fan. And I remember, like, I think I've played just about every single one of them. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I was just talking to Troy. <laughs> you got to play with us. Now, um, we had a game day at Troy's and we had five coworkers and they were like, we want oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. This was a... no, this was a while back. Um, and we, you know, we, it was down when COVID was low and we, we tried to, you know, six feet apart and masked up and all this, all this, all this extra safety just so we could play a real game behind screens so that i could secretly secretly edition five of my coworkers, you know oh uh, and they all did great actually I, I put a mic in front of each and every one of you but of and that was uh, my first clue of what i was getting into with you jeff is <laughs> uh I could walk in there and you got all these plaques for us and <laughs> this whole dm table set up it was like damn <laughs> well, I, I, I dress to impress, you know, because it, it, it makes up for like the lack of talent and other things I got going fame. Um, so, Matt, besides like me plugging you as a big Ballers Gate fan, when one of us, one of us, let's talk about your gaming history. Have you ever played? I know you're currently, you said your girlfriend. Yeah, I, uh, I just started playing a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons with my girlfriend. We actually haven't had a session in a couple days now, but um this is my first time playing like legit Pathfinder, other than a little bit we've done with um, Mummy's Mask and whatnot. Awesome. Well, we'll forgive you for playing Fifth Edition. <laughs> well, that's all we have for episode zero. A fifth player in the wings, a special cameo from someone near and dear to my heart, will be making an appearance, and perhaps they will stay the long term. But for now. More on Otari, more on the Glorian world, and more about who and what the players are carrying with them and what they are playing and whatnot in episode one, which you should jump to right now. Thanks for listening. 
to the Monster Interrupted Podcast, the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Abomination Vaults Adventure Path. So what? You don't have to wait till the music ends. It's okay. Still here? All right. Well then... A huge thank you to our patron supporters, Doug Baldwin, Matt Kenny, Jackson Aris, Groove Lord, whoever and wherever you are, Matt Witt, Corey Chazon, Alan Cooper Jr., Dan Versluce, Ezekiel First, Samantha Curl, Robert Hammond, and of course, Frank Hamilton. With whose support, we wouldn't be able to start new shows, and we are hoping that you could possibly help us out in the new year but first listen watch us on twitch check out our role mongers podcasting network youtube channel and download us anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasting host